0: The longest psalm in the Bible is Psalm 119. It has been called the psalm of the scriptures because it concentrates on one thing, the amazing sufficiency of God's word for our lives. Open to Psalm 119 today and open your heart to the Lord as we join Scott Pauly in this study. It is our prayer that through God's truth, you will find all you need.
1: We live in very unsettled times. This is a very unsettled world. Every day something changes. Every day some shocking news. Every day some surprising turn and twist. And after a while, if you're not careful, you'll let that unsettledness get into your heart, into your spirit. And that's not good. Look, for the Christian, things can be unsettled all around you, but that doesn't mean they have to be unsettled in you. The storm can be raging around you, but. The peace of God can keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And so we have to learn how to have settled hearts in an unsettled world. We've come in our study of Psalm 119 to the section that begins this way in verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Now this whole section, Psalm 119, 89 to 96, is all on the settled nature of God. His eternal power, His unchanging authority in His Word. Why? Because it's the foundation we build on. It's the anchor we hold to. It's, it's the truth we lean on. Only God is immovable, and only God can keep you from moving. So if you want a settled life, you must go back to the Word of God. I think it's interesting that this section begins in eternity, forever, Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And when you get to the end of it, listen how it ends. Verse 96, I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. So it opens in eternity and closes at the end. In other words, from eternity past to eternity future, God's word is settled. The oldest psalm in the Bible, Psalm 90, says that our God is from everlasting to everlasting, literally from eternity to eternity, from vanishing point to vanishing point. Go all the way back to the beginning, and uh, God was settled then. Go all the way to the end when everything fades into oblivion. It will still be settled. Would you like to live between the two with a settled heart? I'm going we'll tell you how. Go back to the Word of God that is forever settled in heaven. If it's forever settled in heaven, it should be forever settled in our hearts. Would you agree? So let's walk through the section just a moment and see God's Word. Now, first of all, in verse 89... We have God's word in heaven. Forever, O Lord, and that's the covenant name, the God who keeps promises. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If it's settled in heaven, that means it's not affected by what goes on on earth. It means politics doesn't change the word of God. It means culture doesn't touch it. It means the trends of the day doesn't affect it at all. If it is settled in heaven, it is above all of that. It is outside of time and circumstance. Isn't that wonderful? And so you can count on this. The word of God is not going to change. Then when you come to verse 90, it's not only God's word in heaven. It's God's word to every generation. Verse 90 says, thy faithfulness is unto all generations. We read in other Psalms that His truth endures to all generation, meaning it doesn't change from generation to generation. There's no such thing as a generation gap with the Word of God. Truth is truth. Truth doesn't change. It's settled. So it's settled in heaven. It's settled in every generation. And then it's settled in the earth. Listen to the end of verse 90 and verse 91. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants." The idea here is that the whole world was established by the word of God. That's how God created. Do you remember Genesis 1, Genesis 2? And God sustains the the earth with his word as well. So he moves from from the past to where we are right now. The earth only abides. The earth only continues because God says. Somebody said, how does this planet hang on nothing? It doesn't hang on nothing. It hangs on the word of God. And I love this expression, all are thy servants. All of creation serves the creator's word. Don't you think if all things are serving him, all men should too? The word of God is settled in heaven. It's settled in every generation. It's settled in the earth. And then it's also settled and settling in my affliction. Listen to verse 92. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. Look, affliction's going to come. We've discussed that. Uh, but notice he mentions here what could have pa- happened but what made the difference what could have happened is you could have perished in it but you didn't are you breathing are you alive yes you may say oh but preacher i had a hard time well maybe you did have a hard time but you're alive you you didn't perish and if you're a christian you didn't go to hell which is which is the worst form of perishing praise god for that so that's what could have happened and what made the difference the word of god i love this thought The law, he said, was my delights. Even in the midst of the affliction, God can give you joy. Why? Because it brings that settled peace to the heart. So you've got God's word in heaven, in every generation, in the earth, in my affliction. Then you've got God's word in my past. Listen to verse 93. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Remember what God has taught you. Remember what God has done for you. Because the one who sustains the whole world with his word has also sustained you. That's powerful, isn't it? God's word in your past. And then come quickly to verse 94, God's word in your present. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. It's not just past tense. It's present tense. I belong to the Lord. There's a present surrender. I am thine. There's a present supplication. Save me. There's a present sufficiency. I have sought thy precepts. Aren't you glad that the God of the past is the God of the present? That the God of creation is the God of your circumstance? That the God who helped you in your afflictions in days gone by is right with you in your situation right where you are today? Let that settle your heart and mind. And then when you come to the end of this section, verse 95 and 96, you have God's word in a fallen world. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. He said, "There's wicked everywhere, and uh, the end of perfection—that means that all the things I trusted in here suddenly didn't turn out to be so perfect after all. No circumstance is perfect. No life is perfect. No family is perfect. You've come to the end of all of it. That's okay. Remember this: there's no end to the perfection of God. Only God is infinitely good. With the passage of time." with the changing of circumstances, here's what you come to realize, that everything and everyone gets smaller and smaller, and the Lord alone gets bigger and bigger. He is unsearchable. He is unending. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Let God's word bring a settledness into this unsettled world we're living in and into the unsettled emotions perhaps and circumstances that you are dealing with today, God's word is forever settled. In heaven, in every generation, in the earth, in our affliction, in our past, in our present, and yes, even in this fallen world. Let me end our study today with a verse from the New Testament that I think is a beautiful parallel. Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, Verse nine and verse ten, he says, "Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world." Sound familiar? Afflictions in the Old Testament, afflictions in the New Testament, afflictions in our day. David had them, Peter had them, and you and I are going to have them. But don't miss verse ten of First Peter five. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen. Settle you. Friends, there's an after. You may be suffering and in affliction today. God's going to make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and here's the word. Settle you. God will settle it all someday, and he can settle your heart today. If you'll turn to his word, it's all you need.
0: All you need is found in the word of God. As you learn it and apply it, you will come to know the God of the Word more and more. Our prayer today is that you will grow in your understanding of Scripture and your love for the One who gave it. You may find additional resources for Bible study at our online home. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org today. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for your prayers, support, and thanks for sharing the Enjoying the Journey studies with others.